I need you to make a choice for me. A choice? Option A or option B? What's option A? Well, option A is you and I walk out of here nice and easy. We get in my Jeep and we drive back to the airstrip. And then we begin our long journey back to Los Angeles. There'll be no blood, no broken bones, and no problems. <laughs> What's in Los Angeles? Your father. It's option B. Pretty much the opposite of A. But I wouldn't recommend that one. I'll take option C. Travis, there is no option C. Really? Mm-hmm. Are you sure? I mean, big boy, there's always an option C. Uh, Matt Foster, hello guys. Indeed. Um, this week we have got a review of the latest uh, horror remake, the one produced by Sam Raimi this time. It's Poltergeist, um, starring um, Sam Dancing Rockwell. Um, <laughs> and uh, we're also going to talk about some what we watched, some trailers, and uh, some general tangenty type stuff. Um, Mark, anything else this week uh, to start off with? No, to be honest, I've, 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 I'll be honest, I've been too busy to kind of uh, to kind of look at anything that's sort of kind of been going on, really. Um, I watched a few trailers, which we'll get into in a second, but there hasn't really been any kind of major sort of movie news, I suppose, this past week, has there? Not really, no. I mean, I'll, um, I'm going to do my rant. Go I've got a little bit of a rant. So, the travails of Digital Ian continue. <laughs> so... Right. I've got two things. On iTunes, I had some credit that I, was, I wasn't using because I don't really use Apple anymore. So, I see Kingsman for nine ninety nine. Good price. Kingsman yep. for nine ninety nine. I'll watch that. Um, it's got features on it. You know, that's good. Why not? I wasn't going to use the credit anyway, so fuck it. Go on then. Start watching it. Looks pretty good. Nice scope framing, good HD, obviously HD quality, impressed. The opening credits go along. And then, as it's zooming into a building, the black bars at the top and bottom of the screen suddenly start expanding up. 
And then, wouldn't you know it, the rest of the film is in a kind of a cropped, flat image for the rest for the rest of it. There are shots. There's one particular shot. I remember. I didn't rewatch the whole thing, but I was just kind of looking through it. There's one shot where Eggsy, the main guy, is talking to the two kind of bully kind of characters, and he's on the right of the frame. Half his fucking head is cut off. Fucking hell. So that's just... That's not even been reformatted to, to go on there. It is literally just been... It's it's like they've literally just zoomed in. That's fucking weird. That you know, that's, that's not a small like catalogue re-release either, is it? This is the thing. It's a major release, and I've since had confirmation that the Google Play version is the same. So this is this is the, so this is across all digital platforms. It would it would appear it would then. Appear so yeah. So that seems like that the studio have sent across their digital copy of it, um, and somebody's fucked up with it. I set up in the wrong foot in the wrong format. I it would seem. Yeah. I, well, the thing is, it looks like it's on purpose. Literally, as it's zooming in, the the shot the the, the framing goes like expands up. Like, it's actually an on-purpose... Yeah, so it's not that the whole thing's been... It actually, it pans into... That's fucking weird. Isn't it? That's really, really strange. Because that's, that's, like you say, if if it's done that, then clearly someone's made a decision to do that. A decision has been made to do this. I don't understand the reasoning behind that. Why, in, in what way do they benefit from that? Other than making the film not look as good. Yeah, that's the thing. Other than pissing off film fans. And, yeah, the thing is, it genuinely, the framing in in the bits of the film I watched look looks weird. What do you mean? If the film's been shot in one, to, to, to be shot, to be, to be projected or viewed in one way, and then it's been projected or viewed in a different way, it, it's going to look funny. It's it's almost like I don't know. Um, it, it it's like taking a fucking photo on a Polaroid camera and then trying to I don't know cutting off the Polaroid bits and try to uh, do it in a, as a landscape shot. It just doesn't it doesn't work. Yeah. It, but that just seems like a really strange decision that that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And this is Does, sorry, go on. Could it be something, I don't know, it's not even like that would make it easier to view on a digital device, like a, an iPhone or an iPad or anything like that. Oh, well, potentially... Well, maybe an iPad, maybe. Because the black, there's going to be less black bars. Yeah. But it's worrying that that's happened. Because we used to get this years ago on DVD, when DVD first became, you know, very prevalent. Mm-hmm. Um we used to uh, we used to get that with um, when they used to pan and scan VHS straight onto onto DVD, and it it looked like shit. Uh, and that kind of almost feels a little bit like like that kind of thing, but on a just ridiculous principle. Yeah, yeah, it's I don't know, it doesn't bode well. And the thing is, as you know, I sold off a bunch of my Blu-rays this week. Mm. And I'll be honest, I don't have that many left in comparison to what I had. And I'm very tempted now 
to just rip the band-aid off and get rid of them. <laughs> Again. Well, no, the thing... No, mate, seriously, I'm down to the lowest amount of Blu-rays I've owned in years. <laughs> so, that's, like, it just... Just basically because in two, three years' time, they're just not going to be around anyway, and I'm going to sell them then. I'm going to sell my Blu-rays at some point, or give them away or something, so I may as well just get rid. But this is the thing. So I had this, and also, Spring came out on iTunes and Google Play last week. Yeah. On iTunes, it's in 5.1 surround. On Google Play, it's in stereo. I tweeted Giles Edwards today, who works for Metrodome, who released Spring in the UK, and I said, I just said to him, it's a bit of a reach, but I don't suppose you know why this is. And he said that their tech people have said that the file that was sent to Google Play and iTunes was basically the same. Mm. So, how has that happened? Now, Google Play does support 5.1, even though it doesn't support Dolby Digital 5.1, it's PCM 5.1. So maybe thinking about it just off the top of my head now, maybe that's why. Maybe, or maybe they've just put it into a compressor and just, you know, the ridiculousness, it wouldn't surprise me if they just put it into a compressor file and have just clicked the wrong button. It could, it could literally be something as easy as that. Yeah, I mean, Charles has actually said, why don't you talk to Google about it? And I'm going to. Because... You know, I don't really have anything Apple at the moment. I did an article for Film Rant last week talking about how I don't think Google Play kind of treats film fans properly. And the thing is, I am pretty much all Google. I've got an Android Wear watch. I've got a Chromebook. Um, you, you know, I've, I've got an Android phone. Um, I'm very, very Google, and I like what they do. The, the one thing I don't like about Google, I don't care that they read through emails and shit. I, I genuinely, I don't give a fuck. If they want to read the dozens of fucking press releases I get a week about bollocks and that's, I, don't, I don't care yeah um, that, that, that's 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 the way I am it's it's I, I don't look at child porn exactly. uh, I'm, I'm not joining any fucking militant revolutionary group at all so why the fuck would I give a shit if Google are looking at my emails yeah exactly so that's the thing I I think Google are all right I, I did go Apple for a bit previously. I've gone back now. I, the, the walled garden of Apple and the high pricing of Apple is a turn-off. But they do treat film better. And that is annoying. But, you know, we, we will see. We will see. It's just, you know, like Big Hero 6. I want to buy Big Hero 6. It's cheaper on Google Play than it is on Blu-ray. You know, I, I it's in 5.1 surround. It's not it's not going to be uncompressed. It's not going to have the extras. But to be fair, Big Hero Six has got fuck all extras on it anyway. I'm happy I'm happy to buy it on Google Play. Um, Whiplash it's cheaper on uh, Google Play than it is on Blu-ray. It's out now, whereas it's not out on Blu-ray yet. It's not going to have some of the features. But I'll, again, I don't have time to watch extras anymore anyway. I don't I don't care. You know. I honestly, I honestly cannot remember the last time I watched a feature on a um, on anything. This is it. So I, 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 I always get them with the intention of watch. No, actually, I can tell you, I watched one of the roundtable conversations um, for Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street came out, if I remember correctly, on Blu-ray around May of last year. Mm. Mm-hmm. So uh, then. 
so about a year mm. since I watched any of the water tests. And before that, uh, the last one I watched was, I watched some of the ones in the Tarantino box set. Yeah, exactly. So, sorry, caught me eating that. Um, sorry. So, yeah, so, so I, yeah, I, yeah. I, you don't really watch, they're an intention thing, I think. They're a best of intentions. Yeah. Oh, I'd really like to watch that. And then you never get out of watching. Yeah, I mean, this is it. So, it's, you know, I'm, I think I'm ready for the trade-off to be complete. And it's, it's, it's fine. And the thing is as well, I will say Google Play do actually retroactively add surround tracks. I bought the Indiana Jones films on Google Play a while back because they were on offer. And they only had stereo tracks then. Since then, they've actually added 5.1 surround. So no, that's, and that that automatically uploads onto yours. It's not like you have to get it again. Yeah, yeah. It's just like because I, I just stream it off the servers or whatnot or through my Chromecast yeah. or whatever. It just detects it and then does it. So that that's you know. So that's the thing. They can retroactively add these things. So you never know. If I email Google and say, um, and say, look, Spring, it's in 5.1 on iTunes. It's not on 5.1 on Google Play. I've been told by somebody at the distributor that you guys have had the same fi- the same raw content as iTunes. What are the chances of getting this fixed? Then who knows? You know, and if they do, I will buy it because I want it in HD. It's not available in HD physically in the UK and it never will be. If it's, no. if it's not, it just came out on DVD this week. If it's not come out on Blu-ray the same day, it's not coming out on Blu-ray. That, that's it. Um, and, and, and as well. That fucking cover is hideous. The cover is disgusting. It is absolute. Whoever signed off on that and went, yep, that looks alright, they should have their hand chopped off so they can never ever do it again. It is horrid. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's exactly it. So, yeah, yeah, there you go. So, I mean, ran over. I'm, I, I, I'm done. I think I am done with physical media. I just want Google Play to just, like, I, I, I don't know, like, lube the art, uh, lube me up before thrusting it in. You know, just, just do that. Anyway, rant over. <laughs> yeah, I've, 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 I've bought three films this week. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still on that. Gonna buy any of mine? Uh, I'll have a look back through the list. I'll have a proper look through the list, actually. Do you know what? I tell you what. I'm going to offer you this right now. You gave me Point Break and Hannah. Yeah. Two of them you can have for gratis. All right, I'll have a look. I'll have a look on that list. As long as they've not already gone, obviously you can. Have well, I'm not already gone. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll, I'll take you up on that because there might be someone that's in my that's on my to go into the hundred. Cool. Yeah. So, I'm, yeah, I'm, I, that's the first Blu-rays I've bought this this year. Really? <laughs> yeah, it is. The first ones that I'll be adding to the... No, sorry, I did add Filth. That was it. There was Filth. Uh, that's what you did, yeah. But then uh, I bought a, a couple of other ones. Ones you might agree with and one you might not. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm at three. <laughs> uh, three, I bought, um, I bought Whiplash. Yeah. Uh, Terminator, Steelbook. And uh, Basic Instinct Steelbook. Nice. Is that the Terminator Steelbook? Is that the new release that just came out? The new one, yeah. Are there, is there like any uh, new stuff on that disc? No. Right, no. Okay. It's, it's, it's quite 
quite simply is a new box. That's it. It is literally like somebody went, fuck, what are we going to do with all these Terminator blues we've got? Ah, fuck it. Stick them all in a steelbook and some dickhead will buy one. Order, order, order. (laughs) Hi there, I'm the dickheads you were were asking for. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. It literally is that. It's... Six pound? Six pound for a fucking catalogue title of Terminator? No fucking way. Oh, I've got an email. Ooh, Steelbook of Terminator, 1999. I'll have that. <laughs> Does it have any features? No, it fucking doesn't. Oh, there we go, I'll get that. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, the, cl- the 100 Club thing has stopped me from doing that with everything. So, for instance, the uh, Grindhouse um, films uh, film uh, has been released, and I could cheat without actually cheating because Grindhouse is the movie, and Planet Terror and Grindhouse are essentially <laughs> special features on that. Yeah. They brought up the Steelbook, right? However, the Steelbook just has the the Grindhouse. Grindhouse the film, and then the Grindhouse versions of each movie separately. It doesn't have the full Planet Terror and the full Death Proof on the Steelbook. So I've gone, hmm, keep the special edition I've got that isn't Steelbook, that has Grindhouse, the movies, and the full movies on that, or spend 30 quid on this steelbook that I will always look at and go, yes, it looks very nice, but I can't watch all of Death Proof on it. I can't watch all of Planet Terror on it. Yeah. So therefore, no. So it saved me 30 quid. Mm. Mm. Which I can spend on useless crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I, will, I will say, actually, if anyone's interested in, in any of my Blu-rays, I've got a constantly updating Google Doc with the the ones that are left. So if anybody is interested, hit me up. You can just search for it on my Twitter. Anyway, should we talk some fucking trailers? Let's talk some motherfucking trailers. Right, go on, Mark. Yeah. Hit us. Uh, well, I'll, I'll leave the big one till, uh, till last. Right. Uh, I started watching the trailer for the film Dope, um, and I turned it off halfway through because it just looked just shit. So I couldn't even be asked to watch a two and a half minute trailer for it. Um, uh, I then watched the trailer for the end of the tour, which essentially looks a little bit like Jason Siegel and uh, Jesse Eisenberg are trying to make almost famous, but for writers rather than musicians. Um, well, I'm immediately less interested in it because of that, frankly. Yeah, that that's that's uh, that is exactly what it looked like. Um, porn sacrifice, uh, porn which is porn sacrifice. Yeah, that's what the um, Bobby Fischer, uh, Tobey Maguire film is called. Porn Sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, they, 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 somebody should have thought about that better. It, Porn Sacrifice sounds a little bit like a snuff movie. Porn Sacrifice. Yeah. That is a terrible title. It is, Porn Sacrifice um, sounds like a Cannibal Corpse tour. Yes. Uh, it, it looks quite. It could be one of those. Looks like it could be quite an interesting movie, though. It's obviously about the uh, about Bobby Fischer and his uh, descent into madness, etc., and all that. Uh, Stars Tom McGuire, who you know, Tom McGuire will always be let down by his own um, goon-looking face. Yes. Yeah, the fact that 
the fact that he he will always look like Tobe Maguire. Um, and that will always hold him back from being, you know, what a lot of people said, what will always be Leonardo DiCaprio's problem is he'll always look like Leonardo DiCaprio. And then essentially it, he just blew all that out of the fucking water. Joe Maguire doesn't look like he'll ever be able to blow all of that out of the water. He doesn't look like he'll have a have the sort of thing that Leo had or the sort of thing that Jake Gyllenhaal had where they managed to shed their own face. And I think that's because he can't grow a beard. Sounds pretty painful, that. <laughs> yeah, shedding his own face. It does look like it could be quite a good film. Uh, <laughs> maybe that's what it should be. Joe Maguire sheds his own face. Uh, Cop Car. Oh, yes. Uh, uh, this looks like it could be a lot of fun. Uh, Kevin Bacon uh, Tommy, torments um, two uh, young boys who steal his cop car. Sounds all right to me. Yeah, sounds all right to me. I'll, I will absolutely be or do that. <laughs> Uh, it's become one of those looking films. Uh, Black Mass, uh, still really looking forward to this. Uh, in spite of Johnny Depp, <laughs> rather than because of Johnny Depp, uh, the only thing that will ruin Black Mass is Johnny Depp. But it, it actually looks like it could be that fucking rarest of rarest things, a good Johnny Depp film. Mm. And finally, um, the Point Break trailer. Um... Which, well, we've, we've said this several times, myself and yourself, um, that we're not remakeophobes. Um, if a remake's done well, um, either in the case of remaking the film as, you know, just a, a slightly updated version of that film, or taking the ethos and the feelings of that film and remaking it in spirit, so a la Robocop, yes. things like that. We're not averse to that. I am a huge fan of Point Break, and I'm not averse to them remaking it. And then I watched the trailer and said, oh, so hang on a minute. What you've done is you've taken Point Break, and you've tried to make an updated, bigger, bolder, ballsier, better version of it. And it made me go, for a start off, fuck off. Because the whole idea is these guys aren't doing it for any... Big grand scale. They're only they're doing it to, for the money to be able to party. They're not doing it for financial gain. And essentially, now you're you're giving them grand plans. And the way that they're doing it is by using their extreme skills to commit these crimes. It, yes, it's true. And also, the colour grading is fucking horrible. Right. Yeah. Now that 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 is my big issue with this. This film looks like it, like it was almost like a made-for-TV thing that they tried to make look like a film by just grading it grey and blue. It yeah, looks almost, offensive-looking. Almost like, like they've gone, how can we make this look like David Fincher might have directed it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know what. Fincher, all his films are slightly kind of grey looking. A, they're fucking not. <laughs> but that's what they've kind of tried to do with it. Yeah. The only thing that looks like this is the fact that they've kept the character names. Other than that, it looks like a completely different fucking movie. Yeah. So why not just make a different fucking movie? Yeah. It, you, this, this, 
is the worst, or, you know, going off the trailer, but the trailer sets its stall out pretty fucking bold. This looks like the worst type of name trading remake there is. Yeah, it's it's brutal. It is, I, I mean, and also, the, the lead guy in the Keanu role, A, oh. he's ugly as shit. Yeah, he's not an attractive fella, is he? Yeah, and B, he's got no charisma whatsoever. But then again, Edgar Ramirez has fuck all charisma in this bloody trailer. And yes, it is only a trailer, but still. It is, but but Edgar Ramirez, when it came out that Edgar Ramirez was playing Bodhi, I thought, ooh, that's good. That's uh, that's not Gerard Butler. That's brilliant. That That could work. And I was all for, do you know what? This could work. This could work. You know, Ray Winston aside, this could work. After the trailer, I thought, holy shit, why is Ray Winston the only thing that looks good in that movie? And when Ray Winston is the only thing that looks good in your movie, your movie looks like shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. For all of it, I was thinking, the trailer, I was going, did Ray Winston pull out of this and I didn't read about it or something like that? Did I not know Ray Winston? Oh, no, wait, there he is. There he is. And also, I get the feeling we've seen pretty much, not like the first 20 minutes, we've seen bits from all of the film. film, Yeah, I mean, the the, the bit where he falls off the cliff at the end, that basically looks like the bit at the end, the point break with the wave, uh, with the surfing. Yeah, exactly. And if it is, it's like, oh, so what you've done is you've given me a full fucking frontal within the first two minutes. Yeah. Of, of this peep show, you know, you haven't even taken my balls, you've just shown me your dick. Yeah. It's it, just no, no, no. I'm, I, I feel myself getting more and more angry about this, uh, and it's not just because I adore Point Break. It is partly because of that. It's because all this smacks of, are we doing Point Break bigger, bolder, better? No, summed it up on WhatsApp. That looks like they're. They're trying to make this a Fast and Furious franchise point break. Yeah. No. Fuck off. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it, it's... The thing is, I don't have a massive connection to it, um, to point break, but it just, it fucking... It just looks like the most generic bobbins that you've ever seen. It's... I, I Yeah, no, it looks, it looks horrible. Point Break was one of those movies that I I owned on VHS at the very kind of start of VHS, so in the early 90s. Uh, it was one of a handful of VHS I owned. And I am not joking, I must have watched that fucking motherfucker uh, hundreds of times. So I've seen Point Break, I would say, over a hundred times. And I could, I could watch it tonight, tomorrow night, Saturday night, Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday, and never get bored of the motherfucker. Yeah. I love that movie. It's a very, it's... very easy watching um, um, uh, film, is Point Break. Yeah, it is. Um, and I have, I have a connection to those characters. I know that fucker inside out. And I didn't feel any of that kind of, oh, yeah, all right, I'm behind this. I just went, what have you, do- what have you done? No. Ah! Why? This is, there's not a task force that's going after them. I feel my special set of skills from extreme sports can help me take these guys down. You're not Johnny Utah. 
You joined dick face. Yeah. Go away. I mean, that, that's the thing. He doesn't, even, he doesn't even look close to someone who looks like he'd be called Johnny Utah. Yeah. He, 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 I, no, I don't, even Delroy Lindau can't make me like it. Wow. Yep. I'm just, I'm, no, I feel like picking it. I am, I am gonna, I am gonna pick it screenings with, uh, with a picket bar that just says, not my Johnny Utah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I like that. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm so angry about it. I <laughs> the thing is, I was really excited about watching that fucking trailer. I'm done. That's it. I, I, I'm out of trailers. Is there anything that you've seen that I haven't? Uh, no. I think that was about it, actually. Yeah. Also, I did see a trailer for Gallows uh, in the cinema before Poltergeist. Um, basically, I saw the entire Bloomhouse slate for the rest of the year in trailer form before <laughs> Poltergeist. Um, and during the trailer for Gallows, I was going, something happened. Please, something happened. Please, seriously, something fucking happened. Yeah. It, it didn't. It didn't make me go, oh, I wonder what's going to happen. It just made me go. Really, it, that's going to be the entire movie of that. I don't want to watch it. Mm. It sounds horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it does. It does. Not, not, not a great start to the week for you, bud. Uh, uh, no, it could be just becoming a, I was, it's just becoming a really hard week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. it could also be another case of, I went to, for the Poltergeist, I went to a Wednesday screening. Yeah, I bet that was fun. Oh, uh, do you know what? For all the way through the trailers, people were talking loudly, people were looking at the phones, and I was thinking, oh, please stop, please stop, because I know I can't say anything yet, but the minute the film, the credits for the film start, I can go, shut the fuck up, stop using your phone, yeah. everyone stop. And a group of girls came in and proceeded to just start talking through the opening credits of the film, and I was thinking, right, I'm going to give them two minutes, mm. and then luckily everybody's shot. Nice. So that wasn't too bad. About for one dickhead who kept who kicked his phone like twice, but I did tell him to stop checking his phone, so he did. Nah, fair enough. Nice. <sighs> yes. Breathe. So yeah, breathe. I can breathe now. <laughs> okay, so uh, we will move on. So speaking <laughs> of uh, the aforementioned poltergeist, here's a clip from the uh, the film, and we'll uh, we'll review this mother. Maddie, can you What's hear us?
Okay, so that was a clip from uh, Poltergeist, directed by Gil Keenan, starring Sam Rockwell, um, uh, Rosemary Dewitt, uh, Jared Harris, Hope Davis, and um, some kids. So, uh, it's Poltergeist. There you go. Mark, what do you think? <laughs> um, that's it. It, it. It's Poltergeist, essentially, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I was I was really fucking worried. I was not excited about this at all. Yeah. Um, the only reason why I chose this is because I really have no interest. I have less than no interest in Tomorrowland. I I I, I just I quite simply do not ever want to watch Tomorrowland. To be fair, it looks like no one had interest in Tomorrowland. Yeah, like I, that, I, I, was that not I, just the most apathetically received? like, summer blockbuster George Clooney-starring thing you could ever see. Like, yeah, it, it literally, it literally, that, the, the, just that film's, like, life so far is the way that George Clooney ap- approached the love life in his 30s. Just, fuck it, it'll happen. Yeah. And then when it hasn't, it, it, it's like, oh, we should have maybe... When you compare the amount of effort... George Clooney has put into promoting that, which is, let's be honest, none. I have seen him on nothing to the amount of effort that Dwayne The Rock Johnson is putting into San Andreas, right? And when you look at them and you go, a Disney family film released in the uh, holidays starring George Clooney based on what I can only assume is a ride or something, right? That will look like it's going to tank versus a disaster movie about an earthquake starring The Rock and Carla Gugino. And that looks like it might do really quite fucking well. Yeah. It is insane. If you said to people five years ago, which one of those do people want to see? They would have laughed in your face if you'd have said the one with The Rock. Yeah. But that is the reality of the world we live in. And that is a beautiful world. Yeah. So yeah. Sorry, Tom. I went into to Poltergeist during it because I like Poltergeist, but I do adore Poltergeist. Mm-hmm. Um, and this just looked like it, it just looked like it had no. I didn't understand what it was doing. The fact that it was a fifteen bothered me because Poltergeist wasn't Poltergeist is a PG. Mm-hmm. So it was like, so what you're doing is you, you're going to try and turn essentially it's a family horror movie into a just a horror movie. One of the great things about Poltergeist was it was a family horror movie. And then they did this. Um, and then you said it was a 5 out of 10 movie, which means that it's the most average movie you can get. The first 10 minutes, they changed around with the ideas of Poltergeist. Um, so he wasn't going there because he got a better job. He was going there. And they were going up in life. They were going down in life. I'd loved, I would love to see that house if that was down in life. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so I, I was getting quite nervous and you know my aversion to kids and that fucking kid was a damn wiener kid. Um, and then do you know what? As the film went on, I gradually started to go, I'm really enjoying this. I'm really liking this. This is working for me. And I found myself smiling and getting more involved and liking everybody a lot more. And then it finished and I came out and was, do you know what? 
that film's got its problems, but I really, really enjoyed it. Good on you. I really, really liked it. I was, I was really, really pleasantly surprised. Fair enough. I mean, I, I didn't hate it. Um, I mean, you, you've kind of spoiled my, uh, <laughs> my, my uh, thinking on it, to be honest. But um, sorry, no, 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 it's all right. I mean, it just, um, I, I thought it was super, super average. There was uh, as much good as there was bad, and vice versa. You know, um, it, uh, it, it was fine. Um, I, I, I think the cast. Uh, you know, this film is really batting above its pay grade. In terms it really of is. Because that's a really good... I mean, Sam Rockwell... Let's face it. Sam Rockwell in anything is better. Yeah, totally. If you put Sam Rockwell in any film, it instantly becomes better. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, and that's it. And he does elevate this. Rosemary he, he has the great lines, like the, the brilliant... Uh, I'm just having a really awkward conversation with our realtor right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. That was good. And uh, just the way for like the next 10, 20 seconds, he's just kind of like in the background going, it's all right, don't worry about it. Yeah, it's all right. Don't worry about it. You know, it was, it was. Yeah, I mean, that was that was solid. Yeah, I mean, Rosemary Duet was uh, was uh, good. Didn't have as much to do as I thought she was going to. Um, Mm. But I suppose Rosemary Duet's maybe not that much of a name, and maybe she's just more of a name for people who know who she is. So when you see that she's cast in this, it's like, oh, Rosemary Duet, that's interesting. And then when she's on screen, it's like, oh, right, yeah, it's Rosemary Duet, someone who doesn't hold a lot of cachet just being the wife, basically. But, you know, she was good. I also thought the little girl was uh, solid as well, actually. Um, yeah. Uh, the they're here thing was a bit of a weird, wow, you didn't even try mm. with that, did you? <laughs> but, um, that, I mean, obviously that's direction. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, it, it was okay. The, 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 what I didn't really like about it was, um, I thought the scares were pretty lacklustre for most of it. The, 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 the kind of extended sequence where the girl's in the basement and the boy's getting attacked by the tree and um, and the little girl's taken away. I thought that bit was pretty great because it's quite intense and it keeps on mm. going. And you've got scares happening in, to three different people. And they're all happening at the same time. Um, and it's, it's got a pounding behind the score yeah, to it yeah. as well, which, which which amps that up. Yeah, yeah totally. So, I mean, like I, I thought that was... Um, uh, actually, pr- uh, pretty well done. Um, I will disagree with with you and and your good lady wife, who who kind of commented us on Twitter. I wasn't a big fan of the end uh, of the third act. I liked Jared Harris, but the the other dimension stuff I wasn't a big fan of. The fact that it was just like it looked like the world the kid was playing on in the video game at the start. It just uh, I, I I don't know. I didn't really get a lot out of that. I didn't find the scares particularly great there, and I, I didn't find the scares too good in 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 the start of the film either. It just it really that kind of section in the middle I thought was great, and I thought the cast were all very good. I will say the older daughter was completely unneeded in this. Um, I mean, what what did she yeah. actually what did she actually add? Not um nothing. Literally, I'm thinking that there is, there is nothing she added other than other than she was the person who knew who Jared Harris yeah, was. which they didn't really have to have, to be fair. Yeah, it know? didn't need to be there, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is, I mean, like, the, the, the film's very lean. It's like 90 minutes, and mm. it doesn't ever really sag. But I just, 
that middle sequence aside, there's just nothing in this film that really made me stand up and take notice. But at the same time, I certainly don't think there's anything that's terrible about it. Um, I am, but I am disappointed because I like Gil Keenan, and I was intrigued to see what he was going to do with this. Yeah, that was it. I mean, I, that was you know, it, he's. He's an interesting filmmaker, I think, certainly. Um, I, I think that the that definitely the other world stuff could have been done better. That is one thing that I think was a little bit out there. It, it looked, it looked, like you say, a little bit too computerised. Um, there was clearly, um, you know, actual physical people in flesh suits as well there, but I don't think the blending of it looked looked very convincing. It, it, it did make it feel less scary and more like you say like a computer game uh, kind of thing um, but by that point I wasn't I was no longer interested in being freaked out or scared by it I was just I was more interested in the they're going in there uh, you know it's the, the, the family the loss of you know of your child's innocence and things like that um, I was more interested in, into that kind of element of it um, and that kind of brought it in uh, you know the Porter guys had some sort of really really interesting kind of imagery of like the TV and things like that and it was you know don't let your children fucking lose their innocence to, to TV and you know shit like that you didn't get any of that within this you know at the end of the day the, the thing that helps save the day is a fucking drone being taken in by a, a an app on a on a pad, which I thought was quite an, an interesting, funny little scene within that, where Gary Harris tries to fly the drone and flies it at the wall, then just hands the kid the thing. You know, th- there was those little uh, expectations that, that kind of that, that made me go, "I like that. I like that." It, 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 it was a, it, a too much modern horror is mean spirited, and this wasn't. It was the other side of that. Yes, it was quite. It was quite playful uh, within itself, and I liked that. And I, I you know, you, you turn the the shits to crap, and you know, you fiddle a little bit about with that otherworldly stuff. This is a fucking twelve A. You yeah. know, I, you know, this is fucking a hell. You know, it would have been a twelve A. Oh, sorry, sorry, yes, it would have yeah. been, been a twelve oh, A. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, sorry, I understand. Yeah. If, if they'd have done that, and I was a little bit pissed off that it wasn't a 12 year because I would have taken Isabel quite happily to see it. When this comes out on, um, you know, on home video or whatever, I, you know, fucking hell. I, you know, Isabel understands is at that age where don't swear. If you're going to swear, don't swear in front of me, don't swear in front of your teachers, and don't swear in front of other, other adults. But please, don't swear. But it's one of those where I, you know, I will occasionally, I, you know, I, I will happily say shit in front of that. That doesn't make me a bad parent, you know. I won't say shit in front of her friends, but you know, if something says it, I'll go. That sounds like bullshit. Yeah, totally. I will happily do that. Swearing, swearing isn't actually that fucking bad. It's not the worst thing that can happen, you know. It's not like I'm handing her a crack pipe. Um, so I will happily let Isabel watch this. I'm actually looking forward to watching this because I think she'll quite like it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, no, exactly. Um, I, I, that's a good point as well. I mean, apart, again, apart from the, the, the more ex, uh, kind of um, hot, uh, like extended scare scenes, I don't think there's anything in here that would particularly trouble kids yeah. like younger than like twelve or so. Yeah. Um, I th- I don't have a lot more to say about it. I'll, I'll be honest. 
I, I, I don't, I, I don't wish to say, but it, it's, um, Sam Rockwell, there they seem like there was maybe bits that were going down with him. It, it, it's, it's very, it's very snappy, this movie. Mm. I get the feeling there's a 115 minute boring version of this movie out there. <laughs> Uh, that was yeah, that was yeah. that was sliced down to nope. This we want to get. We've got it under ninety five minutes. It gets in, gets its shit fucking done, and fucking goes. And I, I liked that element of it. Um, Sam Rockwell's great. Rosie Dewitt's great. Jane Adams is a wonderful fucking hot mess. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jane Adams. He's... Jane Adams is fifty. Really? Yes. That that astounded me. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, unfortunate. Yeah, I, I I didn't know Jen Anders was fifty. I th- I thought she was in like her mid to late thirties. Sorry, who? Jen Adams, you know the uh, who played the. Uh, uh, yeah, sorry, I said Hope Davis at the start because I thought it was fucking Hope Davis for some reason. No, no it's totally Jen Adams. If um, you know uh, the Todd Salons films. Yeah. Yeah, totally. She's fifty. She's fifty. Oh shit. Yeah. I thought. I'm sorry. For some reason, I thought you said Jared Harris. No, no, Jared Harris. Jared Harris, I wouldn't surprise me if he's under 50 and looks... He's 53, is Jared Harris. Gonna, yeah, because I was thinking, like, 50, like... Fucking hell, he's had a rough life, but... Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jared Adams is, is, is 50. That is insane. Yeah, but yeah, no, I've got not else to it. For me, it's a definitely not shit. Uh, like I say, touching cloth, I just... I was absolutely fine with it. It did nothing... That, um, <laughs> that like really, really made me stand up and take notice, but it did nothing to particularly offend me either. So, five out of ten. <laughs> yeah, and I'm a, I'm a solid seven and a half out of ten on that one. Fair enough. Okay, cool. So, uh, let's be moving on then, and we are now going to have some pronos, and then we're going to talk about some what we watched. Are you tired of film podcasts where the hosts exist in a constant, blissful state of agreement? I mean, the main, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. Well, you're in luck. Let me introduce you to Chinstroker and Punter. One is an ex-film student with a penchant for David Lynch and art cinema. The other is a man on the street. Listen in perplexed and horrified terror as we tear apart one film a week. It just really It's isn't. not visually striking. No. I just just getting confirmation. It's just in English. That's the third time though. I mean I must is this on? You can find us at csvsp.libson.com. So come and share the victory. If you could f any man in film, who would it be and why? My answer is Lance Henriksen. Oh. You, he wouldn't tell. He looks like somebody <laughs> He looks like somebody who can keep a secret. And it's time for some what we watched. Mark, what do you want to kick off with? Uh, I'll kick off with I. Uh, I watched God's Pocket the other day. Uh, um, have you seen this? No, not yet. It's um, directed by um, John Slattery. Uh, I think he has directed something else previously. Uh, I can't remember what it is though, but it's not something massive. Um, and it, one of Philip Seymour Hoffman's last films. Um, and it is all set in um, a little kind of sort of in New York called God's Pocket, funnily enough, uh, which is one of those sort of quite close-knit communities. And we start off with um, Philip Seymour Hoffman reciting a um, 
he's essentially talking about God's pocket and saying that it's one of those places where everybody knows everybody. Uh, the only thing that is wrong with people from God's, that people see that's wrong with people from God's pocket is people who aren't from God's pocket. And it, it, then it turns out that he's actually, he's reading, uh, he, he's reciting um, a, a newspaper article um, that's been written by, uh, oh shit, what's his name? Richard Jenkins uh, character. Um, the also the crux of the story is everybody who, works, who lives in God's pocket is some kind of crook. <laughs> They're all on the take somehow, and everybody in God's pocket has stolen from somebody else in God's pocket. And it all kind of works like that. Felicity uh, Marvman's character is married to Christina Hendricks' character. He is the stepfather of um, Caleb Landry Jones' character, who it seems like in traditional Caleb Landry Jones uh, fashion isn't quite all there. Of course. Um, and he has an uh, a bunnier's accident at work, um, and Philip Seymour Hoffman has kind of got to arrange the funeral. Uh, Christine Hendricks' character is convinced that there's more to this than meets the eye, and it's one of those worlds collide things. Um, it's a really odd movie. It's kind of almost Coen's-esque, but not quite as polished as a Coen's movie, where everything seems to happen to these people without these people trying to make these things happen. Um, and a lot happens that is never really explained, and all the characters are a bit mad in some ways. Um, for instance, Eddie uh, Marzan, who again is one of those, everything's better if it's got Eddie Marzan in it kind of actors like Sam Rockwell is. Um, he plays the um, the uh, kind of, he's the local, um, I suppose, undertaker of sorts. Um, and he's called Smiling Jack. Uh, and he has this thing where he just punches everybody. <laughs> right, okay. Um, but loads of it, it's never explained why. <laughs> And you kind of watch this going, I don't know whether this is supposed to be a deeply black comedy or a really kind of a really sad drama. And it's one of those movies that's just so fucking weird. Felicity Marvel's character, stuff kind of happens that could have been avoided, but isn't avoided. And instead of dealing with it, he just kind of just walks away from it. Right. And that's it. <laughs> and it, it is, it's, it's one of those films where really from the start to the end, we don't, nobody, nobody grows, nobody moves along. There's no arc for people. We just spend time with these people and we get, we don't even scratch the surface of their psyche, but it just kind of happens. But it's like 90 odd minutes and it's actually really quite nice to be within it even though none of them are particularly nice people hmm. yeah Richard Jenkins plays a an alcoholic writer who seems to just want to try and fuck anybody right okay <laughs> yeah um, yeah that's it. It, it it's a really really strange movie it's on Netflix US sounds like a bit of shite bud 
it, 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 do you know what? It does, but it's not. It's actually, it, it's actually quite good, <laughs> to be honest. I couldn't say there's anything good about it that I could shout about. Yeah, you've not but sold it, it is. to me. No, I'm not. And, and there's not a lot to hang it on, other than the fact that Philip Seymour Hoffman is really good. John Turturro is really good. Richard Jenkins is really good. And Eddie Marzan is really good. And that's that's about it. Do you want me to do another one, or do you want to crack Do you want to do one yeah, of yours? Yeah, I'll do another one. I kind of need, uh, I need to be pepped up a bit after that, to be honest. Yeah, I rewatched um Bootlaces, um, otherwise known as Late Phases. Oh, uh, um, great, all right, yes, okay, yes. let's do this. Uh, we watched that, we watched this, uh, myself, you, um, you and um, Noel watched this at Frightfest last year, Um <laughs> And we all quite kind of quite liked it, didn't yeah, we? Man. I thought it was a nice, slow building. Um, Fake Ages, uh, good yeah. film. Yeah, um, I, I do remember. I do remember that in my mind that it, the screen of it that we saw was that it was a really good film, but it looked like it looked a little bit ropey in terms of the actual look of it. Really? I, I, uh, yeah, I, I, which might be just me remembering it badly, but I remember it thinking, in my mind, look, thinking back on it, I thought it looked like shit. Good film, but looked like shit. Too dark in places, and just had a bit of a vhs grainy kind of look to it. It doesn't. Hmm. At all. That's probably my brain has, has, has put a wrong fucking slant on it, and that it actually probably looked fucking great on the screening. Uh, yeah, it looks great. Uh, it bounces along. Um, you know, it's 95 minutes long, and it bounces along. Uh, Nick D'Amici is fucking brilliant in it. Uh, it. It really, really holds up. I really, really enjoyed it. The whole, you know, after it finished, Bex said, essentially... That is, um, like, a pensioner werewolf version of John Wick. They kill these dogs, he's good. pissed off, and now he wants to take it out on them. And I was like, that is exactly it, yeah. It, it, it's, 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 it's a pensioner, John Wick, with werewolves. That only makes me fonder of your wife, and you already know how fond of your wife I am. <laughs> there you go, you see. And, and that's what Late Phases is. It is a really, really enjoyable movie. It's brilliant. Hmm. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll let you crack on with, with, with a couple of yards, then I'll come back and do a couple more. I've got. Yeah, nice. Uh, late Phases as well. They, the fucking, that transformation, I remember, being pretty solid, does it? Oh, it looks great. Looks brilliant. It, it really does look look brilliant. It, it's I enjoyed it more this time. The the the, it, the kind of the action sequences and the scare sequences they worked better this time, and the the, the, the timing of it, the pacing of it, all worked better on a rewatch. Even though you know what's happening, and you know the the, the small knit community turning against him, despite the fact that he's trying to help them, that worked better. That angle came across better as well. Yeah. Um. No, fair enough, man. I yeah, I'm looking forward to rewatching this. It's one of those ones where I just looked it up on Google Play. It's um, I think it's nine ninety nine at the moment, which is too much. Um, just it's it's on Netflix US, so just watch it on. Oh, there, there you go. But I I like to own my films. That's the thing, man. Uh, I'm funny like that. Um, so yeah, nine ninety nine at the moment. When that fucker is four ninety nine, it's mine. That won't be long till it's four ninety nine. I would yeah, think. Yeah, exactly. And I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah, I I. I, I 
that might have been my favourite film at Fright Fest last year. Um, I think it was. I think it was mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd go with that actually. Um, yeah, no, cool, man. I'm glad to hear it holds up. Um, okay, so what have I watched? Ah, oh, yeah. All right, actually, I'm going to grab a couple of beers before I continue. Is that all right? Yeah, perfect. Hello. Hello. Sorry about that. Um, uh, can I just say something? Yeah. I've just, for some reason, I've just clicked on something because I was looking at Amazon and it said, people who bought this also bought this, right? Yeah. But I was looking at a Blu-ray of uh, Once Upon a Time America, right? Even though I already own that, but I just happened to click on it by accident. Yeah. Right? Marshmallow Blaster, right? <laughs> this is a bow and arrow, right? That shoots marshmallows thirty feet. Shut the fuck up! What? <laughs> no, I'm not joking. That's crazy. <laughs> it's twenty two ninety four, and I think I might be about to buy it. It's amazing, man. You should do that. <laughs> this is fucking incredible. <laughs> it's a bow and arrow that shoots marshmallows, <laughs> and it's got a loader that you just load the marshmallows in, and then it just they drop down into the bow and arrow, and then you fire it like a bow. It's incredible. <laughs> I'm just going to be firing marshmallows at people in the street. There's a whole... She can buy guns! What? There's a whole range. You can buy a shotgun. Really? What the fuck is this? Oh my God, a marshmallow shotgun. I still like the bone arrow better. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. That's good times. I'm ordering that. <laughs> Go on then. <laughs> it's a couple of hours. That's brilliant. You, uh, I'm going to have to leave that in. Sorry. <laughs> that's fine. Nice, that's good. Um, right, okay. Nice. Um, okay, so, um, by the way, also, I have just sent a thing to Google saying, why is spring only in stereo? Oh, nice. I hope there is problems. I'll tell you what, it was interesting, actually. I went on Google Play, and um, it was just like, oh, if you've got a problem, send feedback. And it's like, ha- like, show us the bit of the page that you've got an issue with, and you, like, drag and drop it. Yeah. And it just says, right, oh, yeah, stereo. And it was just, I, I just put, like, oh, I've been told by the distributor that you have the exact same material as iTunes do. iTunes have it 5.1 surround. You've got it stereo. What's that about? So we'll uh, we'll see what comes of it. Yes. Yeah. Well. I, yeah. Let us know on that. I'm, I'm very, very intrigued to see what they, even if they actually respond. Yeah. Yeah. Quite. Because you know, I like. I don't know. It's because they, they've got nicer art as well. I showed you that the, the art. <laughs> oh, it's like, nice, like, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it's just because the art on iTunes is the same as the DVD art. Um. So it just. Uh, anyway. Such a sad bastard. Um. Uh, right, okay, so, yeah, um, I am going to talk about Black Hat. So, Black Hat, um, rather maligned Michael Mann film, his first film since Public Enemies back in 2009, um, and uh, I know Noel was on WhatsApp the other day um, saying that it should have been called Ass, Ass Hat. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was his opinion very clear. Um, he turned it off after an hour. He turned, he turned it off after an hour, which, um, you know... I'm not going to listen because he didn't watch all of it. Uh, So the story is um, a computer hacker is um, doing some 
uh, kind of weird stuff around the world, um, uh, one of which includes the blowing up of a nuclear power plant. Um, the FBI and the Chinese authorities, because uh, the power plant was in China, they've got no idea what's uh, what's happening. So they go to someone who like, basically wrote the code on which the virus, uh, the kind of the the, the, the the hacker was kind of using the origin of, um, and the, the the coder who did that was uh, Chris Hemsworth's character, um, who has been uh, locked up in prison, and he's offered a deal by a kind of FBI agent played by Viola Davis that um, if he uh, if he helps her with this, then he'll basically get immunity. Um, uh, is that what it's called, immunity? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, why did I think it wasn't? Um, anyway, weird. Um, so, he, um, uh, he, he teams up with an old buddy of his and his, uh, his buddy's sister, and don't you know it, um, Chris Hemsworth and the sister are fucking within about ten minutes, and um, and it kind of goes on from there, basically. So, Michael Mann is very, 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 very good at showing people being great at their jobs being great at their jobs. Um yeah. You know, uh, that's what. So with thief, it's you know uh, uh, a jewel thief stealing jewels really, really well. You know, Miami Vice, it's cops doing their thing really, really well, really professionally. Apart from the fucking Gong Lee aspect of it, um, uh, Collateral, it's a hitman kind of doing his job well, and a taxi driver doing his job well. You know, so it, it, it's all that kind of thing. And with Black Hat, it's Chris Hemsworth being really, really good at coding. And, um, and, and, and somehow being, um, brought in on, um, like gunfights and ambushes and stuff, even though notably he kind of runs along with them, but then as soon as the shooting starts, he's basically told to fuck off and get down. It's like, well, why'd you bring him in the first <laughs> place? So, um, Black Hat is not perfect by, by any stretch. Um, it's, the love interest angle, which the film is more and more consumed with as it goes on is not very interesting. Um, it just... It, it kind of plays out on the screen very, very limply. Um, and it, 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 the film's already well over two hours, and it's just like, just cut that shit. Um, also, the third act does descend into Chris Hemsworth, the hacker, having a bit of a fist fight and then a knife fight with big, burly bloke hacker um, who obviously isn't that much of a fighter and it is weirdly ridiculous for a Michael Mann film however um, I enjoy the atmosphere of the thing um, I, I, I like the fact that they are obviously using very real world terms and all the coding and stuff you know Michael Mann researched the fuck out of that yeah. and you know so it things like that it just it's really fascinating to watch that type of stuff and also Chris Hemsworth actually kind of convinces in his role because you look at him and you think surfer dude hacker what the fuck um, but he has a speech with the love interest in a restaurant fairly early on where he's saying you know in prison you know he trained his mind and his body you know he didn't want to waste his time in there so you know as well as keeping his brain occupied he thought he'd like, essentially get fit as well and Buff up, yeah. yeah and the thing is if you're in prison you, there's probably a fair opportunity to do that if you wanted to well there's, there's that thing in prison there's two things to do one get drugs or two get fit yeah there you go so 
I, 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 and he explains it very well. I think Chris Hemsworth is actually very good in this. Um, and also, I, I would think that he wouldn't have been allowed near a computer. <laughs> so it's not like he could just, you know, he, he, his, his downtime will have been yard work. That's a fair point. I mean, it's like the um, the um, the guy behind Pirate Bay when he went to prison. Yeah. He requested, <clears throat> excuse me, he requested an NES and they refused it. Because yeah. I just thought he'd do something with it, you know. It's just, yeah, I mean, that, it, it's it, it's crazy, but I mean, you could maybe see, yeah, well, actually, maybe that guy could, you know. So yeah, that's the thing. So it's like all 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 these things they do kind of add up, but there are little things in the film that don't. And like I say, I mean, the love interest stuff really is pretty bad, but and the ending it all gets a, a bit personal. Um, like uh, people die. And it's actually quite a lot of death of good guys in this film. It was surprising. Um, um, so yeah, I, I, the thing is, I liked it. I'm a Michael Mann apologist. Um, I'm a big fan of Public Enemies. Um, I'm a big fan of Miami Vice. Um, I, 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 I just I like pretty much anything of his that I watch. So. It might just be the Michael Mann apologist in me, but I personally think Black Hat's worth a uh, a punt as long as you are ready to forgive it its flaws. Because if you're not, and I could see how someone would would not forgive its flaws like Noel, and if if you don't, then I could see the film being a tough time. But if you are ready to forgive that, then I think you'll hopefully get quite a bit out of it. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 my interest in it simply is I, I love Michael Mann films. Um, so and I, it's that what I love about Michael Mann films is that attention to detail and that guys doing that what you know what they do really well. Yeah, exactly. That that's what I love about Michael Mann films. There's, there's a whole. It, it's like he's taken the procedural film and just turned it into a procedural life. It just feels they they always feel really fascinating to watch. Exactly. So yeah, there you go. So Black Hat. I personally, I think it's worth a watch. Um, uh, just a couple other ones quickly. Uh, I rewatched Toy Story two last night. Um, I really like Toy Story two. Uh, there's not much more to say about that. Really, it's fun. Um, uh, uh, I think Wayne Knight's actually quite a good villain. Um, uh, it, it's full of really good visual humour and puns and things like that. And the, the Jesse song, um, um, When She Loved Me, I think it's called, is uh, heartbreaking, frankly. So, uh, yeah, Toy Story 2, it's a good time. Um, and I also watched Paranorman. Uh, I really like Paranorman. I think it's got a really, really good message of not being afraid of those that you don't understand built into it, which I... Uh, you know, I, I think is very, very, uh, very important these days. It's becoming more important, I think, that those mm. who are different from you, you should not be scared of and you shouldn't just attack straight away. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I'm a big fan of that. I mean, it's, it's also very, uh, it is very funny as well, Paranorman. And, uh, yeah, it is very funny. Know, one, of, one of the first, like, CG kids films, if not the first, that actually has an, a gay supporting character in it, like a and actually quite a big supporting character in it even though they only reveal these gay at the end uh, I, I still appreciated that yeah and that, that's actually all I watched so go ahead alright I've just got one, one other to, to, to throw in there um, I rewatched the 1987 movie Mannequin uh, the other day oh yes you did uh, yes yeah I, I, right now this 
this movie is so incredibly 80s. Um, it's, it's set in a big department store for a start off. It is the big new fancy department store versus the old traditional department store. Um, it's got Andrew McCarthy in it. It's got Kim Cattrall in it. It's got James Spader playing the ultimate James Spader weird kind of shit heel that he plays. Where, it, I, I put a picture on, on WhatsApp. Essentially, he's got like, instead of the 80s slick back hair, he's got like a side part in that goes over that slick back and he spends the entire film kind of hunched over and nervously pointing at stuff. A little bit like, um, what's his name in, um, in The Frighteners? Shit, what's oh, his name? Um, Jeffrey. Jeffrey Coons, yeah. yeah. Like, like he watched Mannequin and went, oh, that's how I'm going to play it. Hmm. That's how I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it James Spader. It's also got George W. Bailey in, which, uh, from the, what is it? So, G. W. I've Bailey. now watched, yes, mate. I've really? now watched like, like seven G. W. Bailey films in the past couple oh, of months. Classic. Um, who, he plays a security guard. Um, it has so many kind of musical numbers and just bits. It is just like an 80s movie. All the things that were 80s encapsulated into 95 mad fucking minutes. It's, it's a really good time to watch, to be honest. Uh, it, we watched it on Bank Holiday Monday at about 11 o'clock in the morning. This is a perfect either, you know, weekend Saturday or Sunday morning movie to watch. It is shitloads of fun. It's Kim Cattrall back when she was just Kim Cattrall, you know, the one of the wonders of the world. She's charming, stunning, but funny and vicious and all these things. It is just a really fucking great time of a movie. Yeah, nice. Uh, and that's that's it, you know. I think I think I I watched Usual Suspects as well, but the Usual Suspects is great. Everybody fucking knows that. Uh, other than that, yeah, I'm I'm done. Shit. What do we talk about now? I think we do have a question. Ooh, okay. Uh, I'll just find it. Uh, it's not going to be in that because that's not even the right fucking app. <laughs> oh come on, you bastard fun. <laughs> Uh, from Rich J. Kid, um, what remakes are better than the original film? I can only think of The Thing and Ocean's Eleven. Uh, Scarface. Yeah, that's a fair call. That's technically a remake, I suppose. Um, remake better than the original. Yeah. Um, what else is there? There is one. The, thing, uh, the fly, I suppose, would count as yeah, one. Sure. No, that's good. Uh, that's a that's better than the uh, original. Uh, I, I know controversial, but I think the Departed is better than Infernal Affairs. No, that's a fair cop as well. Actually, that's a that's a controversial uh, one, but I, I I do think I it think is. The Hollywood Rings got a fair bit going for it. Um, maybe not, maybe not better, but I think it. I think it stands up there. It definitely, yeah, it definitely stands up as its own, its, its own movie. Um, I'm trying to think of what else might be sort of along those lines. 
Uh, Insomnia is better. Uh, the Chris Nolan film is better than the Night in a Wild one. Uh, that. That's better. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. Uh, oh, I'm clearly, clearly, obviously, old boy. Spike Lee's old boys. So much better. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, yeah. Well, I mean, That's I don't, fucking I don't saying. even need to say it, yeah. No, we didn't mean to say that. I was, I'm sure. I'm sure that was just one of those ones that was just so obvious that it wasn't mentioned. <laughs> uh, yeah, other than that, I can't think of any. But there's a few there. No, no, you did very well. I was rubbish. <laughs> That's the thing. There are there are decent remakes out there. Some remakes are actually really, really quite good. Or at least there's a lot out there that are actually really quite fucking interesting uh, in, in terms of remakes out there. Uh, it's just when you get the odd one, uh, like the Upcoming Pipe Break remake, uh, which just... The thing is with the remake, you've either got to take it, if you're going to bring it forward, kind of pay homage to it, but take away the influences of it, or try and just do a a remake of it but if you try and better an original that's where I think you end up falling flat mm-hmm. which is why the Total Recall remake was shit why um, the I think why the Robocop remake although I didn't think it was terrible didn't quite work um, you know there's, there's so many where to try to go in King Kong is an argument there Peter Jackson tried to make, you know, King Kong was one of his favourite movies, apparently, and what he essentially did, whether or not he'll ever admit it, was he tried to make a better version of it. And it failed miserably. Absolutely. Uh, some... I can't think of any. God damn it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the only question we've got as well. Uh, no email either, fuckers. Fucking motherfucker. It's got to be something else I can bloody come up with. <laughs> you could just say Dawn of the Dead to piss everyone off. Well. Dawn of the Dead's a good, Dawn of the Dead's a good remake. The Snyder version of Dawn of the Dead is perfectly fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot better than the Day of the Dead remake. Oh my god, that fucking thing. Um, yeah, god, that bad thing rings in it as well, didn't it? And Mina Savare, yeah. That's right, God. That's a real... That existed. <laughs> I'm fucking... I reckon that Big Rhymes and Mina Savare hope, fucking, hope that everyone forgets that fucker existed. <laughs> Three Tet of Humour is a better film than the original. Oh, God, you suck. <laughs> it is. It's a much better movie. I also prefer um, Scorsese's Cape Fear. God damn it! Yeah, you're right. It is, it, it's 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 over the top, preposterous nonsense. Is Cape Fear and it's glorious. It's wonderful in it. Yeah, you're right. Fuck you. It's it's a, it's a gothic, just joy to watch. Boo! You're right. <laughs> it's shit when I'm right. <laughs> uh, that's that. I'm out. Enough, I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> I I can smell my dinner cooking, uh, so I'm gonna go and start eating. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so, what are we covering next week? What was that? Sorry. My, my I can smell my dinner is oh, is almost ready. All right, let's get the fuck out of Dodge then. So, um, San Andreas next week, isn't it? Yes, uh, I'm very much looking.
looking forward to it. Okay, cool, man. I'm, yeah, very much looking forward to it. Uh, we will try and organise, I think, what we're going to do for our next marathon, won't we? At some point. At some point. Yeah, in, typical dude, in typical dude in a monkey fashion, we'll, we'll be that organised. I kind of like the just the chat, <laughs> chatting shit kind of thing. Yeah, maybe we give the marathon thing a miss for a few weeks and see how they get yeah. on, see if something comes to us, rather than forcing something upon yeah, us. Totally. Cool. I like that. Right. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Bye-bye.